So before we get into our list, of course, we have to play our famous doctor. What are you drinking tonight? I'm losing my job. My wife left me. My kids don't want to talk to me no more. Knob Creek. <laughs> That's a good commercial for Knob Creek. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You like to drink alone? You get far away, and everyone else will get further away from you. <laughs> Does not work on mother in law. <laughs> when there's no one else to hate you, hate yourself. Now, Creek, it's when it's when there's no one else left to hate you, hate yourself. <laughs> now, <Mountain> Creek, <laughs> Mountain Creek. <laughs> I can't breathe. All that. <laughs> it's the real life vitamin oh. Benjamin. Welcome to Top Five with Joey Casada, starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Walk? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host. Joey Casada. You ready, you morons? Yeah, I guess so. All right, everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. Hello, and I'm uh, Billy Joel. You? Well, yeah, he could be Billy Joel now, right? This is this is twice he's Billy Joel. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I meant to say I'm uh, Eminem. <laughs> With a question mark? I'm well, Eminem. Well, that, that changes everything. <laughs> and of course, back by popular demand, the one and only, the doctor, Tom Snyder. What's up, doc? What's up, boys? What popular demand? Well, a little demand. In the, in the, in the northern region of uh, the Netherlands. We got a couple requests. Scandinavia, baby. Coming on strong. Vikings. So you two, we got a great topic for everyone tonight, but you two, don't, you two don't even know we got a very special guest joining us tonight. Are you guys ready? Hold on. Not Urkon, is it? I'm buzzing. Not that bad. No. It's almost as bad. Here we go. Here he comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he I is! I would have guessed it. Oh. I would have guessed it. <laughs> What's up, my brothers? What's up, man? How you been? Just living the dream, man. I'm just living the dream. We got <laughs> none other than former playground, ba well, current playground bassist, too, I guess. Playground yeah, bassist, Mr. Flying Brian DeVito. What's up, Brian? What's up, guys? <laughs> I've been watching so many of these shows. I'm so happy to be on. <laughs> Are you starstruck by Ernie? Yeah, I like the background, though. It's a little different than the, uh, what was it, the eclipse that you had going last week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 the new, it whole. it's the newest shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, man? What's did up? You, uh, did you take that hammer to the playground CD like I told you to? 
Uh, no, that may be in my top five. Ooh, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, that's a great choice. That, that's on my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, that one was actually kind of really hard. I'm actually sitting with a slew of CDs, and I'm like, hmm. So wait, we haven't even wait, Brian. We haven't even announced the topic yet. So let me let me tell everyone the topic before you you start uh, oh. talking about it. So tonight's topic, this is a big one. We're gonna list our top five favorite albums of all time. We have a couple rules. What? Couple rules. No live albums. What? No greatest hits. And only one album per artist right guys joey joey switch yes. off we don't need you. <laughs> that takes you that takes you out of it I don't know. <laughs> this was this, this do, was tough how do you do top five without live albums i mean uh, it was hard i had to go back to because i don't really follow music i don't go out and buy new albums at the playground i kind of like became a recluse Oh, no, I, and nothing. I just went back and, and just killed to death all the uh, 70s music. A few new things, but uh, a lot of my albums are not current. Current? Put it that way. My newest record, I think, is, is maybe 40 years old. He's <laughs> talking about current. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, uh, it's actually tough. I mean, when you, how many years? I mean, we, we, we all played together. We all have... Uh, different influences how do you pick five out of how do you pick five out of it it's it's I, far, far as i'm concerned you could probably do this twice or maybe three times this this episode to to, to do this it's really part of the fun of the show because i think it, it is in, it's impossible to pick five but we have to pick five so if you have to listen if you ask me the same question tomorrow three or four of the five might be different Correct, yeah. This is my top five at this moment. It's not the, and let me get this straight too. It's not the top five greatest albums of all time. It's your top five favorite. That's what it is. It's not no, top five greatest. No. Yes. It's the greatest. If I say they're my favorites, your ass is the greatest. Wait, no, that doesn't work. I think either. Ernie agrees. With, Ernie, Ernie will agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> the word greatest means. <laughs> So before we get into the topic, let's talk a little bit about our, our history with with Devito here. We were in we were in our band playground together for many years, toured the world together. Big big. We just had our thirtieth anniversary of the Lamore show the other night. Right, Bri? Yeah, we toured, we toured the world. There's one place we never played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've played right. there a couple of times. But yeah, that's I mean, right. see, listen, CBS is not all it's cracked up to be. 
<laughs> oh, I know. Just start with the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the old CBGBs either. <laughs> when it meant something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, there was some really good historical bands that there was historical bands that played there. I mean, you know, you take bands that are not just, you know, everybody thinks the Ramones, the hardcore scene, but you had uh, Blondie talking. Yeah, heavy. Blondie's. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah, the Ramones, obviously, but there was like so many. Uh, if you have actually try to catch that movie, it's on, I think it's on Amazon Prime, CBGB. It's a story about Hilly Crystal and how he, try, how he became the owner of the club. It's actually a fantastic movie. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they got people yeah. like, like Lou Reed, like pretending to be Lou Reed, like uh, Iggy Pop. I mean, oh, nice. there's a lot of a lot of history so in you, that you place. Would, you would say that Lemoore's was the equivalent to metal as as CBGs CBGBs was to say punk rock, correct? Basically, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lemoore was the you know the, definitely Plus, the biggest fit, East like, Coast. Lemoore's was definitely the biggest East Coast club for you know hard rock and metal, one hundred percent. Speaking yeah, well, of which, Snyder, the, Snyder punched. Bands, yeah. Tommy was mad at Lemoore's when we lost our battle yeah. of the bands. He punched the wall. I think. Did you break your hand that night? The, the wall won. <laughs> that was in the bathroom, wasn't it? The wall, yeah, the bathroom. The wall won. <laughs> That's even my that favorite. Let, let's yeah. let's punch the tile in the bathroom. Not even the softer wall out front. Lemoore's was one and all, and then they went two and all very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> no, that's not true. We came back with a nice, we mooned the crowd at the end of the night for, for because we lost. So I, I give us a moral victory there. That's worth two. <laughs> we caught a tie. We caught a tie. Yeah, that was a, that's, that was still an amazing night. I mean, if you think about it, for, I mean, I'm going to say kids like us because, I mean, well, how old were we? Like 20, 21? And I think nah. Joey was... <laughs> No, I think Joey I mean, was like 12. I was, I was 16. <laughs> Stop it. Joey's like Joey 12. Was 12. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually pretty cool. I mean, you posted something on your page, and it's like people asking what Tommy was wearing, and I guess that's what we did at the time. You know what? We're going we're gonna to explore this later on in this conversation, what I was wearing and why I was wearing what I was. But we'll get back there. Steve's outfit got a lot of comments. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out, too. <laughs> that was a popular outfit. Well, <laughs> amongst uh, what group of people? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, I, uh, listen, eventually down the road, I do want to do a playground, some kind of playground reunion episode. We'll get Steve on. We'll dig Brendan up from the grave. We'll, we'll prop him up. And well, it'll, it'll... Hold on a second. Well, moment of silence for Brendan. And we're back. All right, we're back. So before we get into our list, of course, we have to play our famous Doctor. What are you drinking tonight? I told you, I can't. I'm losing my job. My wife left me. My kids don't want to talk to me no more. Knob Creek. <laughs> That's a good commercial for Knob Creek. <laughs> I you, drink alone with nobody do you, else. Do you want to lose your job? Do you want your wife to leave you and take the kids? Drink Knob Creek. Do you like to drink alone? The people get on your nerves when you drink. <laughs> Do you like to sleep late? You get up in the morning, you're like, 
Hold on, I'm making some pancakes. Wait a minute, I got no syrup. Oh, Give me some of that. There we go. Tea. You saw that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Ernie, what do you got? Everybody. You got your Heineken uh, Zero tonight? What do you got? Come on. I ran out of them. I have nothing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what Tommy was saying a minute ago, uh, when my wife threatens me, she said she's leaving <laughs> and she's not taking the kids. <laughs> I said, that's a threat. <laughs> and I'm taking my shower curtain with me. <laughs> I think she did. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What do you got? Uh, I'm having a little bit of uh, one of my favorite single malts. Little, yeah, uh, the livid. livid, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I was in the waiting room waiting for you to get in, so <laughs> this is what I got left. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good. About a half an hour from now, this is going to start to turn really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Ernie, you and I will sign off. We'll leave them on. That, that, that's what I forget. Count up or down towards number one of five. <laughs> now, I know you're going to make fun of what I'm drinking. I, I, obviously, I'm a scotch guy. I drink scotch most of the time. But I, I'm a big, light, fruity-type beer guy. When summertime hits, oh, I want... <laughs> yeah, he's a fruity guy. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> so... This and this is as cheap as they come to, but it is absolutely delicious. Just came out natural light pineapple lemonade. It is it's beer. It is fabulous, fabulous. Sounds terrible. It is disgusting. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It's delicious. (laughs) I I bet that doesn't go good on waffles. Bacon flavored scotch. <laughs> a, a real, a, a real quick funny story because we got to move on with this. I know, but when you mentioned the word fruity, uh, <laughs> me and Joey were up in Montreal and we went to a wine place real quick. And oh, I was trying good. to be sophisticated because we just started drinking boxed wine, so we thought we were all sophisticated. <laughs> so the guy goes, this French guy goes, "Who do? What kind of wine would you like?" I go, I'd like something a little, uh, and he comes up behind me and goes, yeah, and make it fruity. <laughs> <laughs> I, <coughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. Tommy's like, well, you see, I would love to taste my palate, would love to have it. And I'm like, yeah, Tommy, don't forget, make it fruity. <laughs> wow, it was just like yesterday. Uh, I mean, Is once again, we're, uh, we're 75 minutes into the episode. We haven't picked... One pick yet. <laughs> so this, I wonder. Again, I know we used to do this. You think we're gonna have any any dupli- doubles, duplicates? What do you think? Nope. Uh, yes, I uh, think we no. may. That's why I picked extras. Yeah. Artists, artists, yes. Yeah. Artists, yes. I don't think anyone will have any of my records. No, I can guarantee not. Oh no, <laughs> Brian's here. Possibly. No, nah, maybe not. I still say no. Wow. No, I can probably not. No. Well, Brian, I, okay, I already, I kind of revealed it before. My number one pick is the Kiss catalog. So, does that count? Is that okay? <laughs> All right, let's start it off. Let's <laughs> let let's let Fly and Brian playground bass player, which I I think the thirtieth anniversary reunion reunion show is coming up soon, guys. I think can we get this going or what? Marine Park, baby, live. Silence, Jesus. I know. <laughs> I was waiting for the crickets to go, let's, man. Let's call Mitch. Monkey business, baby. Mitch. I told you I got in touch with Mitch on Facebook. He stills running. He's running a monthly rehearsal studio in Rockaway. In Rock- 
fuck, bitch, fuck, bitch, fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I ran one or the other. I mean. <laughs> All right. We set up. <laughs> Come on, Brian. What do you uh, got? Number five. Okay. Well, I'm only picking this one uh, first. Uh, it would probably definitely be higher on the list, but I know maybe somebody here is going to probably pick it. So if I don't drop it. Number five, Beatles, Sgt. Pepper. Nope. Oh, that's okay. I had three other ones ready just in case if somebody picked it already. No, I mean. That's a good man. No, I think I picked this. It's like, you know, the Beatles has always been a major influence on myself and, and growing up with, you know, with my parents that grew up with 60s music and uh, 50s music. The Beatles was always a huge influence. And even today, I still pick like. Paul McCartney, I still think is like the best bass player that's out there. <laughs> Multi-talented, can play, you know, plays guitar, sings, and writes. And I think the everything that you want in a band is in the Beatles, and that's how I I look at it. They would be my number one of all time, but uh, I want to pick it now just in case somebody else picked it. Sgt. Yeah. Peppers was one of my first Beatle albums. Yeah, I, I, believe it or not, it was my sister's Beatle album. I should say. Wasn't going out and buying Beatle albums when, uh, for my paper route. Um, uh, listen, I, I, yeah, you, I mean, you can't. It's, it's one of the, it's it's probably maybe considered the best album of all time. But I will tell you, I'm yes. again, I'm a, I'm a huge Beatle fan. I it's not even in my top five Beatle albums. I have other ones, but that this one is kind of like I think it's more of less the intro. Now maybe Ernie may know. Did this come out? Did Sgt. Pepper come out before Tommy of uh, the Who? Yes. Okay, so this was kind of the first concept album, right? You would think. I think so. I mean, I would have to. Rolling Stones and the Beach Boys came out with. Uh, uh, they came out with two albums prior yeah. to this, and they were blown away when Sgt. Pepper's came out. I remember Brian Wilson wanted to blow his brains out because I think it was Animals. Ernie was the uh, the album. Pet Sounds. Pet, Pet Sounds. sounds. Oh, right. Well, I was close. I'm not, a beast, yeah. I'm not a big Beach Boy guy, but yeah, they, and, and then the uh, Rolling Stones came out with something also. And then they came out with Sgt. Peppers, and they all just wanted to, you know, it was just heartbreaking. Well, you another, know? But another beautiful thing about this album, it's like when I was making my pick, my picks, it's like I was picking albums that I can listen to the album from start to finish. Yeah. And I can continuously listen to it. I mean, <laughs> I have so many bands I couldn't pick because... I can't sit through their albums. I, I have to listen to a compilation or, or something right. like that. But every song, I mean, I mean, pretty much every Beatles song, as far as I'm concerned, I just love. I mean, I'm just such a huge fan. I, Go ahead, Ernie. I, tell you, uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Brian, um, if you want to talk about Beatles albums, I mean, every practically every song is great, so it would be easier to talk about the ones that aren't great. Correct. And I wouldn't pick Sgt. Pepper because of Within You, Without You. That's the song doesn't do it for me. Well, well, if we if you do like like follow ups, like you know whatever you know, I can I have two other ones that I picked. I out of the three, this is the one that I picked because when I was a kid, this was always my favorite. And the, and the movie and the movie when I saw the the movie with the you know back when the Bee Gees were big and uh, Aerosmith and yeah yeah Peter Frampton and then all of a sudden. I told my parents, I said to my parents, I said, this is, this is awesome. The music is great. My <laughs> father turned around. Steve Martin. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Kiss was supposed to, Kiss was offered to be the villain band in that, in that movie. Thank God. Well, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll be we'll be waiting for the biopic now. They, they turned it down. They said we're too good for the Beatles. I, I want to add something to this because this is amazing. One of my favorite Beatles songs is "Strawberry Fields Forever." Because yeah. of the drums, because of everything else, but I love the drums at the end because he keeps getting more complicated as the song goes out with his fills. That song was supposed to be on Sergeant Pepper's. Oh, was it? So it was supposed to be on yeah. Sergeant Pepper's. But released with Penny Lane as, as a single. Could you imagine if, yeah. if that song was on Sgt. Pepper's? That might have been the one song that pushed the whole album completely over the edge. My, my favorite part of that song is the fade out, listen to Ringo go off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. Beat, yeah. His tempo, and it's, a, it's just awesome. I mean, I can listen to that all night, but awesome pick. Awesome yeah, pick. great pick. Good good way to start it off. Can't, can't. You know, can't argue with any any Beatles record, really. And B- Sgt. Pepper's, you know, I guess, I would say critically acclaimed the best Beatles record. Not in my opinion, but I would think that's what most people will say. All right, Doctor, what do you got? I'm going to predict we all, have a, we all have a Beatles album on the top five, by the way. I know I do. <laughs> Doctor, you should do it like Vita v- you know Vita Vita Vegemin? When Lucy does Vita Vita Vegemin? <laughs> doctor do do me a favor every like you know every like 15 minutes hold it up again and, and do it a little bit <laughs> it'd be so good come on what do you got doc number five the drink that makes even more than what guy hug zero <laughs> um, all right, uh, Purple Rain. That's a great choice. Great I, choice, I, but Ernie is steaming right now. I know. I hate you. Nineteen eighty four. I was coming into my own sexually, and uh, I happened to have a girlfriend at that time. Which one was this time? No, no, no. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, yeah, there it is. No, 15. <laughs> Aren't you only 11 yet? Yeah, okay, never mind. Interesting and, way uh, of putting it. This album was, <laughs> I mean, I had just started in music. You know, I was singing Black Sabbath, <laughs> the song Black Sabbath. I didn't know my range or anything, but then the band, Mike Morrissey and all of us got together and we went to the movie theater and, and just to see Prince because we liked the music. Didn't even hear the album yet. We went there, saw the, the, the movie. And none of us knew what a guitar player, he, uh, guitar player he was until the opening lick to Let's Go Crazy. We were like, he play, he plays that? Like, that's how naive we were. But after that, the sexuality, the, the sexiness, the uh, the darling Nikki, the F.U., the attitude, it covered it all. The love songs, the uh, just mind-blowing, really powerful, powerful uh, album. It's a My great boy. album. Ernie, it's you want to comment on that, Ernie? I will in a little while. <laughs> and, and so just so you know, these are, this is the difference between me and Doctor. I have a heart and he doesn't. This is easily one of my favorite albums, and I left it off because I love you, Ernie. That's that's uh-huh. the difference. I'll you be honest. Pu- that might have been my, in my top five, too, but I I knew I knew for some strange reason I knew Ernie was going to probably fit. Yeah. We both have hearts, Joey. Yours is just black. Ooh. <laughs> I, can't, uh, <laughs> I can't deny that. Great pick. Yeah, again, one of my favorite records ever. 
Sign of the Times is up there with Prince too. Purple Rain's better just because Sign of the Times has some filler on it. Purple Rain has no filler. Great pick. Can't argue it. Love it. So happy that Ernie Ernie's devastated. When you see five albums, when you see five albums, I'm forced into a corner. I gotta be like a Wolverine. That's it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm about. I'm gonna do. Well, I'm not gonna give it away. Bernie, what do you got? Bernie. Bernie. How to how to explain this one? Um, if this is not my favorite Led Zeppelin album right now, but for the longest period of my life. This was of my my favorite Led Zeppelin album for years and years and years, so I changed every couple of years. But Led Zeppelin Four um, was my favorite Led Zeppelin album for maybe over a decade of my life. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was uh, not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, you are you gonna argue these picks? I want I want something controversial. You got Sgt. Pepper, Purple Rain, and Zep Four. Yeah, of course. Do me a favor, since uh, I was a recluse at the playground. When that album came out, Led Zeppelin, what songs are on that one? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a song called uh, Stairway to Heaven on that one. It's pretty pretty popular. That's rock and roll, Stairway rock to Heaven. Rock and roll, Black Dog. Misty Mountaintop. Misty yeah. Mountain Hop. Battle of Evermore. Battle of Evermore. Yeah, yeah. No, to no Top right. Hop. I forget uh, one, two, three, five. Yeah. I, I just don't know them. That, well, yeah. I, I, I agree yeah. with you, Tom. It's like... Uh, Led Zeppelin One and Physical Graffiti right now in this moment in my life I prefer, but I was the Led Zeppelin Four was not my number one Zeppelin album for so long. I mean, when Black Sabbath comes up, I'm gonna have the same type of argument. By the way, in a little right. bit, but wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we said no Sabbath, right? <laughs> you know, if I pick Sabbath, I said to myself, I said, you know what? I was really thinking of a Sabbath album because there is. A few a Sabbath album that I can listen to it all the way through, and Joe's like, and I all I kept thinking about was Joe's like, yeah, you're never coming on here again. So. Yeah, I would I would just hit I would hit the I would just hit the I eject had button. To take it out. I had to take Sabbath out. Hey, so. hey cancel culture there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Brian must have lost his connection. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. what I... <laughs> oh boy, but, but I remember no. exactly where I was the first time I heard "Stay to Heaven." So and that's I can't say that about many songs in my life. Where were you? I was sitting on a, a fender of a car on our block, and Bobby Woodruff was showing it to us. And that was the first time I ever heard it, and I still what, remember. What year uh, you think, Aaron? What, what what year was that? Thirteen, fourteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna yeah. I, I think guess that. Nineteen eighty three, maybe nineteen eighty four. What year? What year is that? What year is that for? Seventy four. Seventy one. Seventy one. Wow. I was two years old. I was one. I wasn't around. Yep. I know. Joey's father was banging up at six besides his mom at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Were they, were they even married? No, they were married, yes. Oh, they were. Um, I think they're back. <laughs> I'm trying. My brother's, my brother's your age. That's why. Sorry. <laughs> my, brother, my brother's in his 60s like you guys. <laughs> Uh, Zeppelin Four is definitely a good. I, actually, I don't think you can go wrong. Pretty much. well. I wasn't a big fan of like uh, the later Zeppelin, like like Coder. I didn't really care for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't. E yeah, I don't even love Three. I don't love Three either. Three's got some. Real, it's got some yeah. really good classics. Yeah, stuff as, on it. yeah. Of course, it has Immigrant Song. It has some classics, but it's Three is not. I mean, uh, we'll get into more Zeppelin later. I have yeah, a I feeling, know. but I, uh, I, yeah, I went to Zeppelin and Pink Floyd when I was in my thirties. When I went back and really, really appreciated any Le Le uh, Led Zeppelin song I heard, though, 
when I was young, I fucking loved, but I never really got into them until I started mellowing out and really listening to music. It was like, yeah. If what? I had to pick up a pick a problem with Blood Zepp Four, I don't think Four Sticks really matches up with Whoa. the rest of the songs on the album. Just because Bottom is playing with Four Sticks, it's it's good. Trust me, he really is. He's 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 pl that's why it's called Four Sticks. Hey, I don't I don't speak Jones ain't that bad either. Paul Jones ain't that bad either. No, um, and he's an underrated and he's an underrated musician because it's like the way he plays the bass and the way and I, it this. Other thing, you know, people don't look at him like that. You know what I'm saying? Back in the 70s, it's you were looking Paul at Jones. a lot of people. Look, if you pick, is one of the greatest. <laughs> if you picked your favorite, no, if I had to pick my top bass players, I'm a bass player. John Paul Jones, believe it or not, is not in my top. Right. You know, back in the 70s when you had like uh, Chris Squire from Yes. Um, I know Did Joey doesn't. Music, I know no. Joey doesn't like them, but you know, no, I mean, Geddy Lee from Rush. I mean, you know, come on. even yeah. even Ent Entwistle and so stuff like that. Great, yeah, sure. Different types yeah. of music, I think, if you're going to break things down. Exactly. You can't, you like, you can't compare jazz guitars to heavy metal guitars. I just don't think. Yeah. I think Rush is too difficult for Joey to understand, really. Joey's like, my favorite bass player is Gene Simmons. Yeah, I mean, to me, Ru a, a band without groove and melodies does nothing for me. Guess what? Really? Rush has Rush has no groove and no melodies. My second daughter just left. Goodbye. <laughs> and you really? too. Yeah. You too. Go ahead, Tom. Infomer <laughs> infomercial time. Anyway. You need you anyway. This is going to be a lot of editing here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We leave it all in. <laughs> all right, so... My number five, it's funny. We're kind of going along the same path. We got two big rock albums. We got Sgt. Pepper. We got Zep 4. Tommy went with Purple Rain. So not, a lot of people don't know this, but obviously I'm, I'm a, maybe people don't know. I'm a big, big pop music fan. Love pop music. Love, especially like 80s pop, early 80s. Maybe you guys don't even know this about me. I was a breakdancing kid. I loved breakdancing. I would go around with my cardboard and put it on the and put it on the street and break dance with my buddies and so we'd have our boom boxes and i was into super pop oh, music no. oh yes it's true we're gonna be here we're gonna be here forever you never said that before oh yeah i'm it's a lot of re it's reveal time natural You're life that wasn't it'll make you too reveal yeah. that you oh. were a break dancer uh, Not only is he drinking the he's drinking the fruit and he's got <laughs> so they looks fresh this is definitely not breakdancing music, but I was into all of this super poppy music. And I bought, I remember buying this record and I was actually disappointed in it at first. It was one of those records that took me a little while to get into. I was, I think I was nine years old when it came out. This is what I, I mean, I was still always a big Kiss fan. Saw Kiss when I was five years old. Worshipped them ever since then. But I, I gravitated towards a lot of pop music in the early 80s. And... I mean, you can't argue this record, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh, oh, I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to argue it. I mean, it cuts like a knife, but no, I mean, it's it's it. no. Listen, I'm not. I, listen, the the person Michael Jackson is and became, oh. he's a piece of garbage. But I don't care. I can still listen to his music and enjoy it. You know, uh, the girl is mine, and you know, Pyt and all that stuff on that record. I would have bet you would have went off with uh, off the wall. 
I love off the wall couple filler tracks on there. To me, Thriller okay. hat maybe the lady in my life I don't love. Everything else on that record is perfect to me. Perfect. Right. Okay. I guess you know it's that, you know, but it's actually funny you're saying that because it's like what what year did that album come eight, out? I think eighty two. Yeah, so I was eight. Okay. Okay, so eighty two, I was still like listening to like whatever. I was listening to Kiss, Aerosmith, and then I liked the pop stuff. Believe it or not, I was listening to like Duran Duran at the time. Yeah, and, of uh, course. The police, the police, and um, uh, Michael Jackson was another one. But I didn't really appreciate the album until I realized who actually compiled on that album and who played guitar on that album. Right, well, of course. One song, right? Joey, you might want to uh, revisit this topic. But give two weeks' notice on most influential. Yeah. Five albums of all time. Because it seems like there's a lot of that that we're tipping, we're going in and out of. Things that not necessarily I thought was the greatest, but when I heard it, it changed everything for me. Things yeah. like that. So that'd be a good topic down the road. Agreed. Yeah, Tommy, that's a good point. But you got to remember, too, you're a musician. We were musicians. And anything that we listened to, we, we, we gravitated towards it. How could we make what we're trying to do better than what's already there? And right. You're listening to Prince. Who's listening to Michael Jackson? Who's listening to right. Kiss? You you take those influences, you put them all together you in this playground. You got playground. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> but you, you know what's funny? It's funny that you say that about like being a musician. It's weird for me. Once I became a musician, meaning a full time musician, gigging and recording and shopping for my own record label and blah blah blah, all that stuff. That's almost when I lost interest in new music. Everything up until that point shaped the fan I am, shaped the musician I am, shaped everything. But then when I tried to become their peers and get a record deal and all that stuff, it was always, to me, competition. And I don't like that because it's not what I'm doing right now or whatever. I could never appreciate it for what it was. And that's why I hated grunge so much. And I never, I, really, I never loved bands I mean, I, I think we're all probably the same way. Have you ever loved a band when you than when you were a kid or a teenager? Again, what do we? Have you ever loved a new newer artist like when you were in your twenties or thirties? The way you loved stuff when you're in your teens. There have been a handful of bands that it may. I, I don't want to shock people if it comes up on my top five. It's in my pile here. It all depends if it if I bring it up or not, but. There were a few bands that did come out or gravitated out of the 1980s, and during the grunge ever kind of took that commercial rock scene uh, that we all really liked, and then all of a sudden they kind of brought back the 70s feel in the 60s with harmonies and music, and I really thought the it was 90s, awesome. Yeah. In the 90s, and, and there's one band that I'm listening to actually right now that I have a CD here that came out in the late 90s that... I've been listening to them a lot, and I can, and they have an album that I can go through the whole entire album, and I really like it, and I can continuously keep listening to it. But wait, it's wait, really wait. Hard. A new band or a band from the 80s that put a CD out in the 90s? No, this is a new band. Oh, okay. I have a new band. I have a new band. I have one band that's in here that came out in the 80s that kind of didn't make it big until, like, the early 90s. Um, and then I have a band here that actually came out in the late 90s and is still together now probably have about six albums out and I really like their music and it just you know you see to me like you were talking about like Alice in Chains 
Love them. Love Once, them. It's, it's one of my top six bands. And yeah. they started that grunge before Nirvana. They started oh. that bridge, that bridge over. I thought it was when we were in Playground, when Pearl Jam came out, it was over. Well, before when Pearl, Pearl Jam, I was like this. We can't offer the emotion, the well, angriness, the and, and, and stuff. We're not going, you know, a different genre of music. So, but it's a perfect example. Alice in Chains was a glam band back before they became the real yes. Alice in Chains that we yes. all know. Right. Yes, they but were. Before Pearl Jam, back in the late '80s, I really loved this band. They were a great rock band, which was Mother Love Bone. I don't know if you guys yes. remember them. I heard. Um, I heard them. They were. Before Pearl Jam, now if the singer Andrew Woods didn't pass away, would we have had Pearl Jam? Wow, wow. So you know, uh, there was some good Nirvana. I just didn't really, I just never, I didn't never understood them, and you know, it just wasn't for me. You know, I just. Me too. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're a bad band or anything like that. I mean, hey, look, they sold millions of albums. I, you know, I, whatever. I actually had, I actually had resentment towards the grunge scene when we ended up when it basically ended my career. It ended all. And uh, I had resentment through the 90s. And then after the in the new millennia came out, the millennia came out, there was nothing. Rock and roll was basically fading out. I actually now appreciate the 90s more than I ever have <laughs> when I go oh. back because there's nothing now Everything uh, along what we had back then. Everything is everything is a phase and everything changes over time. So what happened, what happened in the 80s? Hair, we'll call it hair metal because that's how we used to we used to recognize that style of music, but it got saturated. The same as like I don't know if you guys listen to it. The same as country, pop country music is now. It's getting saturated. There are too many bands. They're signing everybody. Every song sounds the same. It's going to fade just like hair metal did. How many it, it's the nineties as much as all music. It's like fashion. What comes bad. around goes it's around. Bad. Reset, right, recycles. I agree, 100%. The 90s, the 90s had to happen as much as it pains me because we were trying to make it, you know. But the 90s had to happen because it was getting too saturated. There were too many bands. Everybody's doing the same thing. There was no we more originality anymore. We were doing yeah. ballads. We yeah. forgot where we came from. Exactly. Well, Sorry. <laughs> tra no, transition into that, Brian. It's your pick. What do you got? Number four. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's move this one since I already picked this band already. Okay, I'm picking this. I picked this band, another band that actually that I grew up with. My parents actually saw them live on a date before they were married. I think this is probably, it may not be their best album, but for me, this album meant a lot to me, and I can listen to it over and over again. First Doors album. Wow. All right. What this is, is the First date. Doors album just called The Doors? It's just, it's just the doors. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about the date first? <laughs> no, they actually, my father told me they played in the city and my father used to go out and see bands like the Vanilla Fudge and uh, Dion and the, he, my father saw Zeppelin. My father saw the Beatles at Chase Stadium. I'm like, there's so much music, you know, in the family. So, but this album for some strange reason i don't know if it was if it, break on through and backdoor man i thought were forget about light my fire light my fire was a over commercial song it's almost like kisses rock and roll all night but and the end which is the sleeper if you remember from apocalypse now yeah 
I just I, I think that it's what I like about the album is, is that Jim Morrison was not a musician yet. He was writing poetry. Right. He was just writing poems. And then he put it together with Ray Manzarek writing these songs and put this album out. I don't think they've ever topped this out. I, don't, I like L.A. Woman, but this. You can, it, you can honestly say that the, the Doors and the Eagles yeah. were United uh, America's answer to the Stones and the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I mean, really, and uh, I mean, the door is unbelievable. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's unbelievable how good they were. I well, love them. Well, you got back in the '60s, everything was the British invasion. This was one yeah. band that came out of California, you know. And what year is that record, Brian? And, what year is that? I think this was Ernie. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. I think you're right. I think it is sixty-seven. Ernie, you won a prize. Sixty-seven. Yeah. I think it is sixty-seven. <laughs> But I they put out a lot of albums in a short period of time. I got nothing against the doors, that just ne never something that I got fully into. I've never heard anything that I disliked, but I just I don't know mm -hmm. enough of their catalog to say I love them. They were they were a strange band because uh, when when the keyboards kicked in, the guy was classically oriented, and he was playing like rock and roll scales, but with a classical feel. Like Mozart playing rock and roll, it was really weird. I always found that like odd, but I love him. And me being a baritone, he's my bro. But even if you think about it, this one band, this this band never never had never had a bass player live. Uh, Ray Manzarek used to have the yep. bass tones with the yep. organ, and the, and and he would play the bass here and play the the the, the rhythm section mm -hmm. here. You know, which complemented which complemented the guitars and his vocals. I don't know. There was just something about it that I really, really had gravitated awesome. to them about it. It almost, yeah, I, I just love. First, I, you first, know. first album is <laughs> first album. Is hate you know, my uh, my kid yeah. is crazy about that album. Really, Brian? Yeah. 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 See, there's one song on that album, "End of the Night," mm. which I think doesn't really match up with the rest of the album. But he he would disagree. He says the whole album is perfect. Maybe it's Brian. Maybe Brian. Brian got together with your wife and had a kid. <laughs> well, they didn't name him Brian. That's weird. Did you name Brian. him with an I or a Y? I Brian or a y. Play, playgrounds. I. Playgrounds Revenge. <laughs> it's not funny because all my kids have different color hair, so that's not funny. As a matter of fact, Brian, when I speak to my daughter and tell her to step in line, she goes, "Why?" Ah. Well, maybe you got me back too. <laughs> I think I might have picked that as one of my top top things for playground. What? Ah. Ah. Not on my bass across the studio. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Hold on, save it, save my it for the save it for the playground episode. By uh, the way, guys, before before I forget, I still have that bass. The red one. Yeah, I still have it. Nice. Still play it. Yeah, still play it. Can that you plug great. it in and, and throw it across the room for us right now? <laughs> in the key of D minor. <laughs> no, is that come, what you said? <laughs> come on, doctor. What do you got? Number four. What do I got? Uh, boy, I got to go with uh, Billy. He's one of my favorites. Uh, I stuck to my favorite artist on this one. So it's no surprise. Nylon curtain. 
1982. He got Doc. I like Doc. Um, that whole album had a very dark, uh, very dark sound to it. Um, love it. I could sit here all night and sing Billy Joel's greatest hits. I can't remember the last time I put Nylon Curtain on, but uh, love that album. Absolutely dark and uh, fantastic. That's what's that, Laura? Yeah, what Laura's else? on there. Scandinavian Scott, Alan Town, right? Okay. Scandinavian Skies, baby. That's yeah. the reason why I picked it. I'm actually shocked that you actually picked that album over. I don't want to say it just in case somebody else picks it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. I would have. Ha- I have a lot me. of the artists that you guys are picking, I'm not the same records. Billy, I'm such a Billy Joel guy. And, Brian, you said something before, like, like me with Crazy Train with Oz. Yeah. You know, it, it's so hard to pick that. So what I try to do is remember if I had to pick it, i got to be honest with myself, the first time I heard it, yeah, I gotta ignore the thousand times, like Rock and Rock City, like uh, Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah, yeah. As a Kiss fan, you almost gotta pick that song as one of your favorites because you got not now, but when you first heard it. I mean, right. how great was it before it got cool? You know. Yeah. But uh, no, Nylon was off the charts. I, I love it. Uh, we'll all go down together. Oh yeah. Playground theme. <laughs> we can't play Billy Joel anymore. We get banned. <laughs> I, I love that album, silly. I got a Billy Joel album at number nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ernie, Brian. I have the I got the Doors album at number twenty-two. The same album. You had. <laughs> well, you Ernie, this is top one, five, so. not top fifty. <laughs> I couldn't help it. This was. I can, I can guarantee you, Kiss is not on my top five thousand. <laughs> no, I got kiss at number twenty. I got a kiss yes. album. Number twenty. We, and don't don't say Ernie, it. Ernie, we gotta talk. <laughs> Come on, Ernie, what do you got? You, if you think I'm gonna tell you which kiss album, Joey, you got great expectations. Uh, oh, here All we right, go. Uh, number, number number four. Beatles uh revolver. I had that as my one of my backups you? just in case. That's Ernie, an awesome was that album. Was that a payback for Purple Rain, you Ooh, trick? nice. Yeah. I like it. Now, Revolver for me. Sip, you son of a bitch. Joey, look, I had it ready to go. Nice. <laughs> that oh, would yeah. that would be my third favorite easy. Beatles. It's not easy to choose a Beatles album. That may be my second favorite. That may be my second favorite. Is is it okay if I elaborate with Ernie and then pick another album? No. Sure. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Come on, Ernie, tell us. What uh, what can I say about Revolver? Um, oh, it's, it's awesome. Every song. There's no throwaway tracks. I know Tommy loves well, for no one. It's a great song. Well, what do you got to say? Tomorrow Never Knows? You mean? Yeah. Well, um... Tomorrow Never Knows, I got to say, uh... Don't say it grew life, on you. Stop fun. it. Because you know every time we listen to that, we fast forward it. Okay. It all, but it's got She Said, She Said. It's Yo, got so it's much great. Yeah, of course. Stuff. Don't you find it ironic? Don't you find it ironic that Yellow Submarine was not on the Yellow Submarine album? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Is that weird? How about that? Yeah. yeah, maybe it's not as bad yeah, as I remember. That timing on the snare that he has, dude. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. You know, you know the, uh, the guitar solo. Here we go. Taxman. Taxman. Yeah. Uh, Eleanor Rigby. 
Eleanor Rigby, come on. Here, there, everywhere. Yellow submarine, she said. Good day, sunshine. Sunshine, and, and your bird can sing. You can sing. For, for no one, Dr. Robert, I want to tell you, I got to get you into my life, and tomorrow never knows. Go ahead, Ernie. I was going to say, tomorrow never knows the guitar solo is actually the, the guitar solo from Taxman in reverse. No, is that shit. true? Really? Yeah, they, they, they played the tape backwards. Really? What are you talking about, Willis? What are you talking about, Willis? Ernie, correct me if I'm wrong, is Taxman a Harrison song too, right? It's written by Harrison, no, but it's written by Harrison. Connie does the guitar solo. Yeah, no, but I know. But George, that's a George Harrison right. That's a Harrison tune, yeah. Love Harris, George Harrison songs. Eleanor Rigby is the first rock song that doesn't have percussion of any sort, or guitar for that matter. We're going to do a top five Beatles songs. It, it, it's also the uh, Eleanor Rigby is uh, Rigby. submitted as uh, as poetry. It's in the archives as poetry. Eleanor See, Eleanor Rigby to me is not. like what you said before, like rock and roll a night, like Crazy Train. And when I'm listening to Revolver, I don't listen. I fast forward through Eleanor Rigby. I've heard it so many times. I love it. I don't want to. I. I it's Why, one of the no drums in it, Joey. Well, that's one uh, thing. Yes. There's no drums in it, Joey. Knob Greek. Knob Greek. You know what? What's trash yesterday too? <laughs> <laughs> really? How did you? You're Eleanor Rigby? Come on, Joe. No, I love it. It's just, oh, it's, it's, oh. I, I don't listen to rock roll all night anymore either, bro. Just so you know. Oh, neither do I. And I don't listen yeah, to Beth either. Be no, Beth, 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 Beth I still like. The Eric Carr version or the Peter Chris? Both. Eleanor Rigby in Playground. The Joey Casada version of Beth is pretty good. Double bass. It'd be double bass to Eleanor Rigby. No, but it's actually kind of like. Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> it's actually kind of ironic because a lot of people will turn around and look at Ringo Starr listening to the popular Beatles songs. Ringo Starr wasn't a good ba good Idiots. drummer. Listen to some of the deep tracks. I mean, tell he, me you were yawning, Brian, and that alcohol wasn't kicking in. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> What's that? <Thank> you. <laughs> 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 Ringo, he, again, here's the best way to know if someone's good or not on drums. Try to teach, try to have someone copy a Ringo song perfectly. You can't. You can't have a drum yeah, machine yeah. copy. You can't program a drum machine to play a Ringo song perfectly, and you can't copy it perfectly. He's got such a, a unique we, style and feel. A unique style. We spoke about this in an earlier episode. I had read an article. Well, actually, it was an interview on how it started. He's actually a, a, a lefty. Yeah, he's a lefty. A righty drummer that no. plays backwards. He's a lefty that, no, that does his grain. Yep. He plays against his grain. So when his fills come in, they're completely like rushed and in, but they come in and on time. It's very hard to follow. Because when you're say. a righty drummer, you usually re lead with your right hand and go down the drums. He's a lefty drummer right. leading with his left hand. So he has a tendency to go backwards on the drums because he leads this way. But you also get a, like a, a quick. Yeah, he's, it, like it's, it's a weird like. Well, like it's because like he a, like a, because like a, it's more, way harder to move around on a right-handed kit when you're a lefty because it's not made for lefty. So he right. he does weird things. Yeah. Yeah, and he only wild. has and he only has one one tom and one four tom. Now yep. Joey with the cane. 
<laughs> no, come on. Look. Look at, I got my little kits here. I got my big kit. You're playing the Ringo Starr set. My kit, my big kit's in the background over there. I don't know if you could see it. Yeah, when's your daughter going to get into a band? She sounds better than you. They got all their drums. Look, that's that's my drums, my son's, and my daughter's right there. Look, three drum sets right there. I think Brian nailed it. Your daughter would have been better. Your daughter sounds better. <laughs> All the all our kids are gonna do the playground reunion. I'm getting kicked off. <laughs> all right, my my dogs just hold on, Joey. I gotta point that only because we're just talking about it. My number twenty one is actually an album from Ringo Starr. Okay. <laughs> Did you really put it like a top fifty or something? I made it top twenty two. Oh, okay. Quick, quick, useless information on Revolver. The name of the album came from. They all had to talk with each other. And said, "Why are we gonna call it Revolver?" They said, what does a record do? It revolves. That's what they call it, revolve. Really? Yeah. Is that when they started getting all, was that when they were starting to get a little funky? Yeah, they, uh, actually, they they never performed after that live. I thought it was Rubber that Soul album. that they Rubber did Soul, they, they stopped performing, getting, yeah. Yeah. Things started getting uh, too technical. And uh, well, I'm only George, yeah. on early because it was one of my picks. Because yeah. yeah. I'll pick another one. But uh, the uh, this is when I think Ringo Starr really came into his own. In his album, his drums are amazing. In this album, and the horn section in uh, "Gotta Get You Into My Life," there was like a this well, loud horn section. It wasn't like this. Yeah, I mean, it was this, all building up. This is really when George Martin started taking over and producing stuff Sergeant, like crazy Sergeant, that they right. they couldn't reproduce it live anymore. Right, and Sergeant Peppers followed this album. Right, and you can see right the pulp, the the bass lines. The, the heavy bait, like Rubber Soul, he started progressing into yeah. Revolver. And Ringo, I think his best his best stuff is on uh, Revolver and uh, a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to get got to get you into my life. I can hear that on Sgt. Pepper or Abbey Road yeah. or Abbey Road. Yeah, his bass lines, I mean, became so predominant in the songs. He, I mean, it just, was, they were unbelievable. He's just too good. He's just too good. You know, while we're talking about how amazing they are, Rubber Soul came out the same year. Right. It's, it's, yeah. Try to boggle. What a time period to be alive. I got yeah, 65, 66. Yeah. Can you and imagine being, being being our age at that time? Or, I mean, as teenagers? Well, well that takes six years to make an album. Yeah, but that yeah, just I'm, shows I'm, you, that shows you the kids, the teenagers, those years became all the 70s and early 80s musicians. There you go. That's yeah. why there was such an explosion in music, music yeah. because... The Beatles were doing mind mind blowing stuff, and everyone was like, "Holy shit!" And they became musicians because of it. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was alive during the Blizzard of Oz, Dire of Men. <laughs> One year, two albums. But anyway, go ahead. Mention my, mention my number fifteen just now. All right, here we go. We're, we're seventeen hours in. We we're, we didn't. We're up to number four. Here we go. We accomplished nothing. <laughs> My number four, this was, I know that people will laugh, but this was a tough pick for me. One of my favorite bands of all time, Van Halen. Nope, oh, okay. not yet. Van Halen, not yet. Van Halen. <laughs> now, there's an obvious choice, which is what I went with, but there's another mm. album that's very, it's, it's like this close to it. I know it. I know so it. My, I know it. <laughs> I'm, the pick I'm going to go with is Van Halen guess? 1. Can we guess? Oh. Can we guess? Um, well, I already, uh, all right, well, uh, you, guys can get, you guys can guess the one that's that close to it. 84. 84? 5150. 
Ernie. Oh, um, you ate one too. I was gonna, I was gonna guess Van Halen too, but now that Brian said fifty-one fifty, I, I think he got it. Yeah, yeah I think it's fifty-one fifty. It's, it's fifty-one. It's fifty-one fifty. It's, it's I, so close. It's, it's, it's a fantastic it, album. Like I said, you ask me next week, it'll probably be fifty-one fifty. Asking me now, it's Van Halen one, just because I, I went back and listened to a little bit of them today. They're just, I mean, it's so good. I it's, had it out. It's perfect. It's mind blowing. It changed music. Everything about it. Not just Eddie, but Dave as a frontman, Alex as a drummer. Everything about that record changed music from that point on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, why are we kicking uh, Michael Anthony's backup vocals and his bass to the side? We don't talk about we don't talk about bass players on this show. No credit. We don't talk about bass players on this show, Tom. We had this conversation <laughs> in previous episode that Michael Anthony actually had to keep his bass lines dumbed down because of Eddie's complicated guitar lines. It yeah. would sound like mishmash. So uh, he gets no credit. But from what I hear from Sammy Hagar, I haven't heard any of the chicken foot or anything like that. But uh, I heard he's really good. So. Oh, basically, if you put it together, if you actually let let uh, let Michael Anthony play, you get Mr. Big. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. No, that I agree, with Joe. That's a perfect pick. I, I, how could you not pick that album? How could you not? It, it, trust it's me. the most influential album for everybody. It changed. Uh, agree. Agree. It, it changed. It changed rock and roll forever. What are you gonna say, Aaron? Uh, well, it happens to be my number seven, but I was gonna say Van Halen one. <laughs> Is the, the the big bang of uh, hair metal for me? Agreed. That's, that's where it all begins. I agree. That's the game changer. That's the game changer. Yeah, and I picked fifty one fifty because Joey came up a little bit. He was younger than us, you know. And I know I like the Sammy Hagar stuff. I think some. I, I think it. they wrote some it. really good stuff. I think you know. I, I mean, David Lee Roth, of course, he, he's the perfect frontman. But I think some of their best collaborations of. Melody and I think comes out of this. Uh, a hey, foreign yeah. Call of Knowledge is a great album. I think, I, I, I think, I think Eddie evolved as a songwriter. Yeah. After David Lee Roth left, he just became more complex, more well-rounded song. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, take David Lee Roth, if you take, I heard someone say it on uh, <clears throat> one of these shows. If you take David Lee Roth on one of these vocal talent shows, he ain't getting past. He's he no. laughed out of the terrible. Studio. Terrible, right? Of course. But again, again, so, you know, the thing with Van Halen One is, it's, it's, it's one of those records over the years that it's so overplayed, that you know, ain't talking about love and eruption and you really got me and Jamie's crying and running with the devil. There's every song is a, is a monster song, so it's so overplayed. People start to look past it and say Van Halen 2 and Fair Warning. But first of all, Fair Warning is an That's, overrated record, by the way. Um, but it's, Dive It, it Down's, Dive it Down is good. Dive it Down is first. great, even though this covers great record. But again, if, I, if I'm going to have to narrow it down yeah. to one Van Halen record, I'm going to choose Van Halen 1. All right, That's, Bri, that's what why do you we got? get into... I'm sorry. Wait, no, uh, one question, though. Yes. Are you going to pick anything that doesn't feature Eddie Van Halen? <laughs> I'm the opposite of Billy. <laughs> I didn't pick anything with Wolfgang Van I Halen for, yet. I like the moment of silence. Wolfgang. Yes, Wolfgang. <laughs> All right. Billy. He's banned from the show because of Thriller that. Thriller had it. It's now had it. 
boy. Yep. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to throw, you know what, I'm going to throw my wife under the bus here. I saw this album, and I could not believe that it was here in my thousands of CD collections there. <laughs> Shut up. Don't do Talk about pop. Stop it. <laughs> do you know who that is, Tom? This is my number three. No, I'm kidding. It's Millie Vanilli. I don't remember. I don't even remember what the song, what the hits were on the. Well, the you know it's true. Blame God, it on yeah, the you know it's you. true. Yeah. How did my wife listen to these? How did they meet her? Shit. Sorry. You two can get rid of your wife, which I'm not <laughs> Greek. If I could just drink a little bit more, I can lose my wife too. Come on, Tom. Anyway. Where's the commercial? Anyway. Steve would have dyed his hair black. <laughs> him, and, him and Brandon could have ran together in the middle of the stage. No. Every time we took a picture with Steve, he always looked like he was like he saw a ghost or something. He's like, eh. Yo, you have the greatest song for him. Breathe in. Breathe, breathe out. out. Breathe in. <laughs> breathe out. Brian, Brian always used to say that when he played his solo. He's like he's ready to have a fucking stroke. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, Steve, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, I really am. <laughs> I didn't say it, Steve. I always loved your solos. All right. Actually, I do like your solos. Brendan, may he rest his soul, with that Rockman going, screeching, piercing through my ears. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, ter <laughs> terrible, terrible tone. All right. This one that I picked was probably, everybody probably figured I would pick this band, but wouldn't think I picked this album from this band. I think it's an underrated album. I love it. I listen to it. I can listen to it constantly. I think the songwriting is beautiful, and it kind of progressed this band where they, they were going. It can't be that good if you're building it up this big. Pink Floyd, Animals. Everybody would probably pick Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, The Wall. This is an underrated album. I don't even think the wall is that good. <laughs> From a, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. See, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I just started appreciating them over the last 10 yeah. years. I got to tell you. Well, this was I, another I don't think, band. I, you don't think Pink Floyd? Band my dad got me into. You don't think the wall's that good? I don't think Pink Floyd's that good. You don't like I'm a, I'm a they're good one? They're up there with Rush. Right, Jerry? Yeah, there's, yeah it's, it's there's, again, I said it before. You don't have groove and melody. To me, I don't want to listen to it. Pink Floyd, no groove, no melody. We're getting jammed up. We're getting jammed up. Your ass is jammed up. I We're getting find... jammed up. You're freezing, Joey. No, but you're getting, you know, you're freezing. I, not, not, I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to like get defended, but what you, when I looked at it from a musician standpoint, I think personally, David Gilmour is a very underrated guitar player. Very, very. Okay, agreed. and he writes some of the. All right. Let's take one of Pink Floyd's most popular songs. Let's take Comfortably Numb, right? That song was written by David Gilmour, and he wrote... I think that's the best guitar solo I've ever heard. It's, it's the most beautiful. It's a beautiful piece. Tasteful. Tasteful. Yes. And Roger Waters, even though he became a real knucklehead in the band and tried taking it over, he's a very underrated bass player, you know... Because he's too busy doing other stuff. Believe it or not, they don't do drugs, believe it or not. But I thought they wrote some real heartfelt stuff. And um, I don't know. I was always a big fan of theirs. But uh, 
I told you I was going to that's, that's, somebody. That's amazing off. because growing up, your parents probably were, right? Yeah, my father was the one. My father got my, my the first Pink Floyd song I ever heard was from 1971 Metal, Echoes. Mm -hmm. Side B, the whole side is a song. That Doctor, was, moving I, yeah, on. They're one of my favorite bands of all Remember time. Me. I have to pick it. Please. Animal, animals is, 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 is a good choice. Animals is a good choice. I'm not Number four, number two, no, number, th no, up to number three, right? Number three, you, you too can forget number systems. Drink Knob Creek. It's, it's just me and my mom left. Okay. They took you dog. Hold on, Shh. do, do, do the me. commercial. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you like to drink alone? You want to be alone? We'll get away. You get far away, and everyone else will get further away from you. <laughs> Do you two want to get rid of your mother-in-law? Drink knob creek. Not, does not work on mother-in-laws. You know, I think the last time I probably got drunk with you guys, I think you left me on the diving board in freaking Pennsylvania, and you tied chairs on top of me. Was that before you drove up the block and took out five cars on Babylon? No, Wait, no, we were in we were, we were Orleans. We were in Orleans. Okay. We were drinking, and all of a sudden, I passed out. And next thing I know, I woke up. I was on a diving board, which is oh, we won't get into that. It's safe. Let's let's tie the drunk guy to the diving board, hovering over the twelve foot of water. That's good. With with with. Tie his ankle to the diving board. So if he falls in the water, he can't get up. Come right. on, we have fun times, anyway. man. All right, no, good times. We have good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Um, number four. Yeah. Number, th no, number, number three. Or, or number three. Number three. Number three, whichever one you want. All right, number three, sabotage. Black Sabbath. Oh, Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, say it. Well, listen, at least it's number three. Oh, no, but he's going to have an Aussie for number... Oh, fuck. You know, I guarantee he doesn't have an Aussie for number one. Um, Black Sabbath, Sabotage. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to try to move this along real quick. Please do. Five hours, because my family's leaving me as we speak. I'm trying to figure out the next song, the next album. What? What? You want me to go uh, So, this is this is hysterical. Uh, I just hit Wiki real quick on the song to come up with some. They were they were suing their manager at the time. They were under a lot of turmoil, a lot of uh, legal problems. And Bill Ward is quoted as saying that it was the first time when they recorded an album where the lawyers were actually present watching them record. What number so record is this? How how deep into their career? This was their third or sixth. No. Wait, sixth. Sixth? No, wait a minute. Hold on a second. You got Black Sabbath. Right. No, 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 no. We don't need to go through the history. 1975. Okay. So the first time was 69, right? Black After this, yeah. At, this was at the ma uh, Master Reality, Bruce. I'm stepping out of line now because I no, just put them on the turntable now. How do you not know this? This is like Joey not knowing Kiss. Yeah, I can definitely tell you the order of the Kiss albums. <laughs> so could I. I can tell you the years, too. Me, too. And I can probably tell you who produced it. Me, too. And the month. Check box to see, yes. After this is after Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Correct. Oh, oh, oh. So they started, he started to find his voice. 
The album's very angry. Believe it or not. Did you, you say, like wait, did, did you just say Ozzy started to find his voice around the sixth album? <laughs> Sabotage was 75. Uh, it is kind of true. It came out, it, it, 75 and it came out after Sabbath, Body Sabbath. Right, right around. His voice started, really sprung out. In, well, uh, right around the 17th Sabbath. record right is where I really hit my stride. <laughs> All right. Uh, and mo moving on. You ready to claim your own? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta talk to Tommy about this, this album for a second. Tommy, I gotta talk about this album. Yes. My absolute three favorite Black Sabbath songs are all from this album. But it's not my favorite Sabbath album. I gotta go to the hot stuff. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Hey, Josh. Just so you don't get spiked. All right, I'll show it to you. Um, what do you think of my three favorite Sabbath songs? It's all about the music industry and them getting fucked. What do you the, mean? It's fantastic. That, Hole in the Sky. Like playground. No, Hole in the, the Sky is not one of my favorites. That's one of my favorite. Uh, Symphony the, of the Universe. Oh, nope. Fuck. Not one of my favorites. The, the pineapple rest. beer will not get me through the rest of this episode. I'm going straight to the gym beer. I don't even love it. I brought this down here for my friend the other day. I don't love it. Oh. The Red Megalomania and the Thrill of It All are my That's absolute three favorite Black Sabbath songs. I like that first Ernie, what did you like about the album most? I just said it's my three favorite Sabbath songs are on the album. But the it's album not my favorite right Sabbath did, album. Did you see Ozzy's boots in that? That was really cool. Joe, you've got a lot of editing to do. Oh, you this, got a lot of editing they can talk thing. all they want. None of this makes the episode, these stupid idiots. <laughs> hey, Tommy, I also agree with you that... um. The outro from Symptom of the Universe is the best Ozzy's ever sound on a record. His best singing ever. No, Brian, Brian, please be quiet. Brian, be quiet. They're singing a duet. And we have the opening. You're still there, Joe? <laughs> no, it's actually kind of amazing that bands back then actually recorded one, two albums in a year, and then the new next album came out a year later, and then a year Beatles later. Did. The Beatles did it. Yeah, every almost every year. Kiss did two albums got, a year. I got Metallica. They 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 record an album every every decade. I think you could put this. Well, look at Kiss. Well, yeah, yeah but Kiss in the seventies, they did two albums every year. 1978, I think they released six albums? No. Yes. The four solo albums. Double right. Platinum. Look, right. there was only two solo albums. This, Ace and Pauls, because no. the rest of them suck. That's ridiculous. Right. Peter's solo yeah. album is great. We're going we're gonna to splinter now. At least are you me kidding? And you. Oh. Ernie, what do you got? All right, my number three. Once again, just like with the Led Zeppelin argument, this is not my favorite album from this group right now. However, with my entire life, I got to go Black Sabbath Paranoid. That's a good album. Now you're being true. See, now you're being true to yourself. It's over, It's overkill, but you got it. I have bought this album more times than any other album. I think I've bought this I, album eight eight times in my life. I stole your I keep album. Wearing, I keep wearing it out, and I had to buy it again. Joe, did you ever think about working on your casting? <laughs> 
my I first never... trip, my first <laughs> trip with, with the crowd to Seaside Heights, we only brought two albums with us. Black Sabbath's Paranoid and the new Two Life Crew album. And guess what? <laughs> and Two you Life Crew, the one with me so horny. Those were the only two <laughs> albums we brought to Seaside Heights. The oh first trip we brought. Oh and that's God. all we listened to for the whole weekend in Seaside oh, Heights. I have to let Ernie know right now. One, I love you very much. Oh, God. We have, in, we have to create a union right now against Joey. This Tommy, you're making me blush. This, ep- this episode's gone to hell. <laughs> Ernie, I never bought the Paranoid album because I stole it from you. That's why I had to keep buying it, probably. <laughs> Joey, Joey, I'm sorry you're losing fans right now. <laughs> no, you, you don't understand. This, ep- this episode, is you're going to hear this. Paranoid, and then you're going to hear the next pick. That's all you're going to hear. <laughs> You're just, just going to hit a pee, the pump. <laughs> Actually, the more we keep drinking, the better this is getting. Every song, I mean. Yeah. The paranoid, paranoid is yeah. Black Sabbath for people that don't like Black Sabbath. I like with the war, album. War, I, like war, I like Black Sabbath. Everybody that Sabbath. likes War Pigs, Paranoid like Iron Sabbath. Man. What and number I, record is this? Uh, Black Sabbath? Uh, what, number Paranoid? Two. Number two. The second album. Yeah. So Ozzy. So according to Snyder, Ozzy did not find his voice yet. No, he didn't. We got seven years before that happens. Yeah. I I think is Ozzy he still looking? Ozzy was still singing last year, and Paul Stanley lost his voice. So where's that man? Oh, so well, anyway. first, whoa, 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 whoa! You know, you're you're right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Actually, no, wait, wait, wait! Paul, you're right. Paul Stanley cannot sing anymore. Yeah, Ozzy's you know had a guy behind the curtain for the last 25 years, just so you know. No, that's not true. That one uh, year, and I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Ooh, I, was I, I know the guys that were behind the curtain. <laughs> Hold good. on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're getting Ozzy mixed up with the Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's, that's right. I, you're right. Thank you, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. My number three. Here we go. So this is my favorite. Now it's time for my Beatle pick. My favorite Beatle record, it's right before they got a little psychedelic with Revolver and then even more so with with uh, Sgt. Pepper. This is, to, to me, the best of both worlds. You have a little psychedelic, but you still have that pop Beatle, you know, structure. I got to go Rubber Soul. Everything on that record, Rubber Welcome Soul on. is, it still has that innocence of the Beatles, but it has that George Martin production and and layering it's the beginning of that second stage beatles i think it's a fantastic album yeah you can't argue that pick. album you can't go wrong with that album can't yeah what, i what mean you, you, you guys froze up on me all three years is it me no yeah, it's you, you're, you're, you're the only one you're the one freezing tom okay yeah you skip what was that rubber soul rubber, rubber soul. soul yep so again that what was i was my, saying uh, was, was my second pick that was my second pick I was saying how it's still the innocence of the Beatles, yet it has a little bit of that maturity also. Re- Revolver's great, don't get me wrong, and then as they progress, they get a little weirder and a little weirder. Magical Mystery Tour, I don't love. Abbey Road, of course, I love. But, you know, Rubber Soul, to me, is is the perfect time capsule of the Beatles. Are you ready? Drive my car. Norwegian Wood. You Won't See Me. Nowhere Man. One of my favorites. No yep. drums in it. Great song. God. The the Ruru, Michelle. The, the word. Goes what goes on? Girl. Girl. Looking for you in my life, which is one of the most famous. 
wait. If I need someone, run for your life. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. girl, girl is one of my favorites. Norwegian Wood is my, one of my favorites of all time. It's just, oh, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect yeah, album. It's great. Any of these Beatle records, they're all phenomenal. Obviously, that guy yeah, actually, actually Dokken did an awesome version of uh, Norwegian Wood. Really? They did. Yes. Oh, awesome Brian! Version. Brian, you mentioned Dokken. My number one is gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ernie. No live albums. Beast from the East, and no good. Oh. Wait, loud, loudness is off the table. <laughs> Ernie, tooth and nails the best talking album. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all good. Now, now, Brian, you've disappointed me up till now. All right, all right. Number I'm, two. I'm impressed with him. I'm impressed. I'm liking. No, this I'm is actually starting. No, it's actually getting. Just remember, Tommy's the one that threw you out of the band. I knew it. I'm I staring. Knew you were gonna say it there. I'm staring. Couldn't wait. You're a dick. Don't pull a crap. <laughs> You're a dick. I'm staring at four CDs here, and I can only. What's going to be my next one? Tom, All do right, a quick Knob CDs. Creek. Do it. Do a quick Knob Creek commercial while he's he's deciding. Wait, should, I, should I should I redo it? No, <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Boston's first album. Yep. I think this album from start to finish, first of all, as far as I'm concerned, um, Tom Schultz, Tom Schultz, the guitar player, songwriter, the creator of the Rockman, producer, record producer, wrote this album. There's not one bad song on this album, and this album kind of, I thought... No, but well, when you look at bands like <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. Lee, go ahead, Lee. I don't need anybody. Give me the pancakes. I got I'm the alone. I'm alone I got, now. I got. I'm alone. I you... actually, thought, I actually thought this was kind of the perfect rock album. I, you know, from a rock album standpoint. Awesome. I think Bradley Delp is probably the most underrated singer. May he rest in peace. Um, Sib is an awesome drummer. All right, and but it was all written by Tom Schultz. He's Boston. Now, I got a question for you, Brian. In all honesty, yeah, you. I know you love music. I mean, obviously, you're a little yeah. nerdy too. I haven't strayed from my favorite bands. Is Boston one of your favorite bands? Or great, like, great favorite album. Great if question. Had, if I had, if I had to pick an all-time favorite band, well, is it a top five, top ten? You know, I mean, they would be probably in my. They would probably be in my top ten. My favorite band. Really, of all time. Tom, Tommy, well, that, yeah. that was a great not only observation but question because you're yeah, so yeah. right. All of my albums are within my top ten favorite artists of all time, except for Prince. I'm no, gonna, no, 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 no. No, for me, I mean, I mean, that was your pick, but Prince would be in, uh, maybe not my top, eh, not maybe my top, top 10. ten, but yeah, maybe. But you notice, like I said, I haven't picked Kiss yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I love Kiss. I'm a great. I love Kiss, but my favorite album of Kiss can't be part of this. So it is what it They're is. They're not touring. They're not touring. They're not. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I, funny. I to say it. Kiss may not. Kiss may not be my next one. Not even the Elder. I, I actually love. I actually love the Elder. I love I the Elder. That was the first album I ever bought on vinyl. Was the Elder my first record I ever bought? Bought with my own money. A, the cassette, Kings Plaza Mall, Sam Goody. Yes, Sam Goody. Yes, nineteen eighty-one. Probably bumped into each other. I wrote. 
<laughs> I rode my bike to King's Plaza. I bought Lick It Up. <laughs> my, first, my first album out of Sam Goody was, because I got for Christmas, uh, Blizzard of Oz and Dire Man was Speaking of the Devil. And I really haven't heard Black Sabbath up to that point. That was my Oh, wow, really? I thought Ozzy was, that was his repertoire. Yeah. I thought that was part of his uh, thing. It wasn't until after that that I realized, oh, my God. Well, you Went back, kid. yeah. Can yeah, of course you don't know. I mean, 14, 13, 14. Yeah, you don't know what's going on now. Yeah, there. sure, sure. You no clue. My first record was Balk at the Moon. Ever, Ernie? Yeah, that was your you first know, record uh, ever? Ever. Wow. Ernie, my first Ozzy album was Bark at the Moon. My uncle got it for me for, for my birthday or something like that. It's the first I album was... I bought for myself after the, uh, in Caesar's Bay Bazaar. Oh, my God, Caesar's Bay, yeah. You know, that might be where I bought it, too. I wonder if we were together. <laughs> Caesar's Bay Bazaar. I think, me and my, I think my sister took us from the uh, paper route. We went uh, Christmas shopping for our parents. Me and you. Was... It, Pretty cool. it really explains who I am. My first record, Bulk of the Moon. My second record, Weird Al Yankovic. Perfect. Really was it Caesars Bay Bazaar or was it Corvettes? No, Caesars Bay. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm at Crazy Eddie's on um, Coney Island Avenue. Coney Island yeah, Avenue. Yeah, Crazy Eddie's too, sure. <laughs> and the other damn, people I love in the picture did not play on the album. One of those albums again. The pictures, uh, the plicks, uh, Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Aldridge. But actually. Hold on. How did we get. Is... Hold on. The pick is Boston. How did we get back to Ozzy and Savage? Stop it! Walk at the moon. I'm sorry. Shut up! You know, you know, Jerry, you're not doing a good job freaking running. Oh, I, I'm going to. Oh, it's all in the editing, my friend. It's all in the editing. All right, Doctor. What do you got? Number two. Oh, I, right. Well, Revolver was taken. You only can pick so one I gotta, from I got to do my uh, honorable pick now, and I have to. I have a backup. No, um, we, we, number two, with, number uh, two. He's no, doing, I yeah, but he he replaces. If you steal his pick, he oh, replaces I'm picks. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. that's why I allowed. I elaborated. I asked certainly if I could elaborate with Revolver. And I said no, but you kept going. <laughs> Where's Carmine? <laughs> Carmine. Carmine is mad at you, Tommy. All right, I'm going to pick my list through. Right. I don't know if Tommy's frozen or he's just staring at us. Is he frozen? <laughs> wait, his tongue moved. Oh, wait, his tongue came out. Never mind. <laughs> hey, wow, I can't believe I said that. That, song. Right, that was good. Um, I'm going to go uh, Living Color, Livid. Whoa. I have to. Um, and Ernie, it's funny, you brought up two live crew. Looking back at the time when we were growing up, and it's an amazing feat where we've come from then to today right now with people oh. all this racism stuff and everything like that that's going on right now but so that's why you pick back it back in the day no back <laughs> in the day though i looked at the uh the timeline the, the release of was uh living color came out in 81 it's a great album no 81 no, it's not 81. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. Two Live Crew came out two years prior to that, which was very popular amongst. I, I you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. We were in a dominant white neighborhood, and Two Live Crew came out, and all of a sudden, this black heavy metal band came out, which we were already kind of, you know, I was 
uh, acceptable to it. I, I didn't know what it was. It was crazy. That album rocked me. Corey it's Glover. Album. Album. Yeah. Getting back to why I dressed back the way I did in Playground. Him and his spandex. Yeah. Is that how it happened? And convicts, right. Is that how it happened? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know the record, obviously, but I don't know it that well. Obviously, I know the big hits on it. Uh, and that, it really is only one hit on it called The Personality. Yeah, but man, I know man, I know man, Middleman. I know... What are, the, what are some of the other songs? Letter to a Landlord. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Glamour Boys. Oh yeah, that's right. That's from that album too. Um, yeah, that's oh, that's the, that's their second hit on that record, I guess, right? Glamour Boys. Yeah, that was big on the uh, MTV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, think. listen, I I, I open, like. Open, wait, wait, was it open letter? Or you said that already, right? You know open what's letter? funny? It, yeah. It's funny that I'm kind of going this route too. Like the first few picks of all of us were very not standard records, but big time records, right? Yeah. This is not a big time record at all. It's just something you like. I like that. Ernie, what do you got? got Number two. We got uh, my my top two. Uh... No, no. <laughs> oh no! I should say, uh, but, but my, my top two is going to be obvious to okay. everybody already. Uh, I don't. I don't know your top two. I, I know one of them. <laughs> my number two is uh Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. Ooh, wow! Wait a minute. Isn't that considered? A, is that that's not a compilation, not right? A band. It's not no. a band, right? No, but th we didn't say bands. Wait, wait, Joe, you, you're throwing me off here. My number one and number two are both soundtracks, by the way. Don't pick Saturday Night Fever, I'll smack it. No, you already <laughs> know. You know Ernie's number one. I know what it is. I know. Yeah. I um, thought we were doing bands. Okay. No, I we were doing bands. No, we didn't. All we said was our top five favorite records. No bands. Right. No greatest hits. No live. One. One no per artist. One no. per artist. You said no. However, you said however, no compilations. I didn't say no compilations. If you want me to oh, take no. it out, no, 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 I, have a, I have a, a, ten of those choices here. Trust me, you you will not see a text with me that said compilations. I don't know how to spell it. All right, I'm sorry. You, you might be right. I'm sorry, Joe. I got to tell you, as a, as a whole, besides our first round, I am very disappointed in everybody right now. Very disappointed. Oh. Completely you want, you want, disappointed. You want to start? You want to start over? I think we should start over. <laughs> you want to start over? <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm really starting to hate my own show. I really am. Ernie, 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 what's your favorite Elton John song? I'm starting to hate me. Amarina? Yeah? Okay. Do you, do you want to hate yourself? Drink Nam Greek. <laughs> well, well, listen to my choices. I just, my wife just threw me out. When, is, when there's no one else left to hate you. Hate yourself. Hate yourself. <laughs> Mountain Creek. Wait, no Mountain <laughs> Creek. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Do it again. Nobody talk. Nobody talk over that. Do that commercial again. <laughs> Mountain Creek. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real life vitamin oh, Benjamin. I can't. I can't. I can't. Hold on. I gotta get the eyes to go up. Stop. Stop laughing. I'm sorry. When there's no one else to hate you, hate yourself. Now, Creek, it's. 
<laughs> Mountain Greek. Mountain Greek. Mountain Greek is good. Oh, God. That was that's that oh makes God. up for the Pink Floyd and the Doors and Elton John oh, come shit. Come on, Derek. Joe, Don't you're not gonna like my last. You're not gonna like my last one then. Vito, do you have a favorite Elton John song? I actually like Funeral for a Friend. I think it's a, oh, an epic that's song. Great. That's I great. Think for, yeah. Actually, if you listen to Dream Theater cover it, it's actually even better. Listen to what? Dream Theater covers it. It's awesome. Ah. And moving on. So mine, my number two is a real artist. Not Elton John. Not the Doors, not Pink Floyd. Oh. We're talking about a real artist, a real band. Okay. Yes. CO2? I'm wearing the shirt. Not this oh. album, but one of my greatest, one of the greatest albums of all time. Striper, Soldiers Under Command. Under Command. It's a great one. It's a good one. I actually like Yellow and Black Attack. I love it. I mean, look, look there's a shirt right there. Yeah, I love I like yellow. I love, I love yellow and black too. Soldiers, there is not again to me a great album. No fillers, no song. I'm gonna f skip over. What a perfect record! The very it's it's the very first record I ever bought on CD. I bought that and Kiss Animalize the same day mm. when I got my first brand new CD player. Wore it out. Love the record, love the band. One of my favorite drummers of all time. One of my yeah, favorite singers of all time. Yeah. Just a great band. They, they never got their due because they're Christian rock, if you want to label them as that. I remember Tommy, me, and Steve driving up. I think we were driving to Pennsylvania and hearing oh. uh, Shining Star when they did it on the Against the Law album for the first time. We were like, wow, this is so good. And then they said Striper's new song. We were like, holy shit, they did this Yo, song? Joe, when I was 16, I used to dress in yellow and black with their bandanas on. Yes. What are some of the songs off that album? Because, I, I mean, i got to be honest with you. You know how great songs, your great albums start with a great lick? Like yep. This, 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 that's got to be one of the top. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, songs on the command. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's so actually, good. It's Again, go ahead, Brian. No, no, it's actually funny you say that, that a buddy of mine that got me into Striper before I was in Playground, was working in the supermarket, he went to Lemoore and he saw them, and they used to throw out the Bibles. Yep, I, I have and one he right has, here. He still, he still has the Bible. I, was like, I got it too. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. You know? Sorry, I anyway. got my Bible, I, I, I've opened for Striper on many occasions, hung with them, super great guys, great band, still great band live. Yeah. Always good, but that record to me. What are the songs on that album? Soldiers, us obviously. Soldiers make me want to sing together forever. First love is the big ballad. Um, even going all the way, you know, to Battle Hymn of the Republic. They do at the end. You gotta, you gotta listen, Ernie. Reach out, reach out, right? I was so big on the Striper. It was uncanny. You know, you got Anthrax and Striper. I was like, yeah. Never, no. never slay a guy, not because of devil or anything like that, but never slay a guy. No, I actually, what you just said there, like I, like, I love Anthrax, but Striper's Soldier on the Command, it's such a heavy album, and it's not something you would expect 
now. From a, from a band with imagery, you know, yeah. like with an imagery, you would expect something more like, all right, Poison here, another Skid Row or something like, no, they have and, groove, they have power, they have talent. And that's now, the I reason why, again, you know, again, it's, it's always hard to pick an album. Stripers, like you asked before, Tommy, is in my top five favorite bands of all time. It's yeah. hard to pinpoint an album, but this album to me is right before they got too pretty. They got a little yeah. too commercial with To Hell with the Devil. Yeah. Uh, Soldiers on the Command was still heavy. It was mean, yet super melodic and super groovy. Don't forget, the news lagged behind the album back then. Agreed. When you went out and got spread into the disease, Anthrax was not in Cream Magazine or Guitar Magazine or any one of those magazines. No. I don't even know magazine. So you fell in love with the album. Right. It wasn't until after you fell in love with the album with Striper, then you started reading, oh my God, these guys are throwing Bibles in the crowd. So yeah, I... it did become a little weird, a little over the top. You know, I don't know I'm... to this day if they were true to code. No, they were. They really are. They're they're big, you know, religious guys and stuff like that. And I give them credit for that. But back then, I had no idea that this was a religious band. No, I and I could. And if they were or weren't, I could care less. Even some of the words, I never even associated some of the soldiers on the command. I don't know that means on the God's command. I have no idea what they're talking about. Being a lyricist, once I tied it all together, the second album, I kind of lost interest. But I love them. I mean, there's no one better. I mean, really, back in that era, come on. You had Anthrax and them, and, and you guys know the rest. I mean, other bands, yeah. you know. All right, moving on. So, guys, we have reached 17 and a half hours in. We're at our number one pick. Oh, God. Brian, I mean, I, I'm going to give you what you picked so far. You've been a complete disappointment so far, not only as a guest, but your picks. Oh. So, <laughs> here we go. Brian, so far, number five, the Beatles, Sergeant Peppers. Can I do runners up before I do my No, phone? runners up is at the end. Okay. Number five, okay. Sergeant Peppers. Good pick. Number four, the first Doors record. Number three, Pink Floyd, Animals. Number two, the first Boston record. That's a, that's a decent record. I'll take that. Brian. Number one, you, you got to make up for it, Brian. Please. Boston was a great choice, Brian. Shut up, Ernie. That's my number one. Oh. My number right. one. That is the ultimate heavy metal album of all time. I'm sure well, some of your fans that like the heavier stuff may agree with me. Yeah, like I, your brother. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm not disappointed in you in that wreck. That that's a great album. It's 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 a classic. I get I get I like the record. I don't love it. I think there's a little filler on that record, but okay. I at least accept the pick. Not bad. I'll tell you why. Tell me. What does that mean? No, Say, no. Now there's just some filler. So no, no, no filler. I mean, there's a couple songs on there that just don't. I, as if you listen to it as an album, I skip it. I skip it. Gotcha. Okay. Let me, let, I'm not going to defend it because there's no way to defend it. <laughs> but why I picked it. What is it the is, album, Brian? Because I didn't have my glasses on. And you, you, you uh, Mas it Master up. of Puppets, Metallica. Go ahead. It's the ultimate metal. No, you know, no, I'll be honest with you. When I was in high school and I was thinking about playing, 
what were the bands that you were into? I was into Kiss. You guys were listening to Ozzy or Randy Rhodes or whatever it was. But when everybody was listening to the new wave of British heavy metal, Def Leppard, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Motorhead, this man took the new wave of British heavy metal and brought it to the next level. You could say, anybody could say anything they want about this band. Yeah, did they sell out? Yeah, they sold out. But this okay. album is the ultimate heavy metal album of all time, in my opinion. This was the band that made me want yeah, to play. Again, I'm not going to argue the pick. Great pick. Good number one. Oh, Super pick. influential. Great band. I, I can't argue it. Uh, Doctor, what do you got? Number one. Actually, I wanted to, I wanted to tell a story about the uh, concert, the Ozzy Metallica concert. Give it to I us. I was there. Um, <laughs> Tommy's brother-in-law. You really want to Tommy's brother-in-law borrowed my parents' car to drive us there. <laughs> the college And my, parent, my dad was like, please, please be careful with the car. Mm. Well, they get back mm. and they say, no, well, no, 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 hold on a second. Your father said, please make sure my son and them okay bring the car back well, well the car got back fine but they lost me now we oh, didn't I lose know, you i know the story oh, shit. <laughs> Ernie decided the ultimate you know the metallica started we said we all stand together Ernie decided to bum rush the front stage for metallica now people getting out now, Ozzy Metallica, Ozzy starts an hour and a half later, two hours. There's no Ernie, and we got Ernie's car, Ernie's father's car. Me and my brother-in-law. And I'm, me and Billy Zemish were like, cars are overturned in the parking lot on fire. People are in, uh, you know, <laughs> first aid, bloodied, and everything like that. We're going to first aid. Where's Ernie? You know, my brother-in-law's going, I can't. I can't go home without his car, without him. We go home, Ernie was, Ernie was on it, took a train, forgot to close. <laughs> my my mom, I Ernie, so wait, Ernie, did you make it home first? No, <laughs> no, no, I I didn't even know where the hell I was for most of the uh, way home. I was following Frank Lee and Pete Conley that were taking me on trains. I don't oh. think I've ever been on a train before that. We were at that, I was at that show in the, in, in the, like the first 10 rows we were in. For that show, I happened to be get. I I forced my way. I was like two or three people behind the very front row, and it was so disgusting. <laughs> First of all, yeah, that, that's Aussie this. fans. You put your arm up to do this. Wow. You can't put your arm back down. down. It's so crowded. <laughs> you put your arm on the person next to you, <laughs> and everybody is peeing on each other. Ozzy regained the crowd. No, Ozzie you're right. Crowd, so they run together. <coughs> anyway, here's the keys to your car. And he walks away. And his, his father goes, Where's my son? <laughs> well, we brought you your car did. back. We, your car's okay. He does a quick drop off. Here's all Mr. Mark. Everything's fine, my brother in law. Everything's fine. Everything's good. All right, good night. He goes, Where's my son? Um, my mother, know. my mother thought that Ozzy bit my head off. <laughs> so anyway, so let's go. Here we go. Who's next? <laughs> Number one, Doctor. Here we go. Come on. Diary of a Madman. Oh, uh, how's it? Uh, how's it? 
Joe, are you ready to throw? Joe, how Joe, how sick are you right now? <laughs> no, I mean, I I at least expected him at number one being Ozzy. I get. I, listen, of course he's got to go Ozzy number one. What? You got to write albums. My my you question is why that why that one, Tom? I gotta be honest with you. The Blizzard of Oz came out. I was a kid. I used to get beat up on the block by the big kids, and Crazy Train came out. And when we heard Crazy Train <laughs> playing, we used to run for our dear lives because we knew they had the boombox going, Crazy Train, because they were killing that song over and over. They didn't care about the rest of the album. And I get it. It was a cool sound. All the border! Over and over again. When we heard it in the neighborhood, we knew they were going to steal our football, steal the baseball, <laughs> steal the football, steal the wiffle ball, steal our skates, the hockey puck, whatever they had to do. So, when I grow up and I ask for, you know, hey, just very simply, you got Blizzard of Oz, the recording sessions so quickly together. I just found a new fact tonight. Did not know this. It's Ozzy Osbourne's first song in the picture in the, in the album cover as a dwarf. I didn't know that. Hold on. Say it again. Wait, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> on the album cover of Diary of a Madman. Yeah. It's his youngest son, not Jack, because he was married gotta, prior to. I got to fucking look at that. His son in the background. I just found that out. It's a wiki. It's a wiki fact. Okay. What? What? Ernie, did no, you know this? Where? No, I never knew that. No, wait, where? I don't see it in there. I'm looking at it right now. Diary of Madman. I'm looking album at it. Cover. I see the upside down cross. Where? Where? In the back, the dwarf, the little kid. Oh, okay. Right above where it says Diary of a Madman. All right. That's his son. I didn't know that. I always knew it, always knew it to be a dwarf. Huh. I, never, a I never noticed that until you told me that. All right. I never that's noticed the kid there either. Not that I've ever really okay, looked at that album cover. Joey. Yeah. Not, not, not that you gave a shit. <laughs> right. Not that I've ever really looked at that album cover before. <laughs> not that you gave a shit. <laughs> I think I don't know anyway. the song. So wait, what? So, so Doc, I don't know. I don't know the album that well. What's on that record? I don't know. Here's it. Well, here's the deal. Let me just build this up. Just a little short thing. You have Blizzard of Oz who blew everyone's socks off. That's like us. Yankees Sanchez goes up there, blows everyone's socks off for one season. But to go back to back, now we got consistency, right? Something's going somewhere. They recorded this album within one year, both albums. So Dire Man Man comes out with Over the Mountain. You did the drum fill on uh, on your uh, show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, with your broken leg. You say, oh, no, no, calm down, man. You did the fill for Over the Mountain. Right? Yo, why'd you do that, Joe? Let, let's see if I remember. Yo, why'd you do on. that? <laughs> I gotta Come on. We can do it. I don't know if I, How does it go again? Tommy Aldridge. <laughs> It gets the Iron Maiden chug in there, yeah. Who was the drummer, Joey, on the show? From the guy from Steel Panther. Oh, you busted up! Hey, whoa, wait! I was in from Steel Panther. I was in the wheelchair. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Dude, seriously, thanks for taking time to show me all these rad chops that you wrote, man. Shut up. You may have fooled those two mopes, okay? Nothing gets by me. If you're gonna take my spot for the night. I want to make sure you're good enough. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Taste a little bit of this, baby.
have a triangle. That's right. Figure something out. Sneaky. For God's sake. Sorry, man. So, I was to me, to me, being such an Ozzy guy, it, I always wondered what, it, and I know you guys feel the same way and when you think about Kiss or your favorite bands. Like, someone goes solo, can he do it? And don't tell me the band members don't buy that album, sit in a room and listen to it and go, did he fall on his face or did he? Of course, you of know? course. And it's all bullshit they say they did. So here they were with the Blizzard of Oz. I don't know. Starts like, who's this guy, Randy? He doesn't sound like Tony Iommi. So to do that one album, and then it come out with Diary of Madman, over the mountain, flying high again. You can't kill rock and roll. He goes into his classical pick guitar. Um, Believer. You know the second side. I mean, Diary of Madman alone on the second side. Is considered is considered is like a cathedral theory. Anyone who's ever tried to write a song like that is, and I got a little upset with Billy Zemish, with Eddie Van Halen because I don't see the two crossing. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I do. Agree. I I got the, I got that link that Billy sent too. I agree. I mean, I don't think they have similar styles at all. I feel like Eddie is like Richie Blackmore, classical guitar. Yeah. And Eddie was freewheeling. I mean, I, I, that's all. But that album to me, Dark, S-A-A-T, uh, S-A-2-O, Sail Away to Oblivion, uh, Little Dolls. That album was just darker than Blizzard of Oz, but it still showed the resiliency of how great Bob Daisley, the bassist, was. Because he really, truly was the backbone of the Ozzy Osbourne's band. Whether Ozzy lost, won the lawsuit or not, was Bob Daisley. Now let me ask you this: You mentioned this before with with Elton John. Did Ozzy write his own lyrics? Some. He did. So he wrote melodies. No, no, yeah, you're right with that. He, yeah, some, yeah. Now Sabbath, Sabbath was Geezer Butler. Right. Yeah. So yeah. on his own. Now to this day, no, no, from what I understand. Yeah, so. listen, it's a pick. I, I didn't know which album you were going to go with. I assumed you were going to go Ozzy. I, I had to. Yeah, I, I get it. I know you're a big Ozzy fan. I get it. I know. Listen, I get it. I just never got into him. I get it. It's not, and it was uh, Tony Aldridge and Rudy Sarzo and Dire Man. And no one beats the drums harder than Tony Aldridge. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, he's still listen, great. He's, he's, he's 75 years old right now. He's still great. Yep. Wasn't he in White Snake? Oh wasn't he in White Snake? He's not. Wasn't yeah. he? Still is in White Snake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Sarzo and Aldridge went to White Snake. Yep. Well, Tommy, mm -hmm. it it pained me that I could not pick a Kiss album for this top five. I couldn't do it. Well, that's why I you never. That, as, that, a big, that, as a big fan as I am, I, I love Kiss. It just I could not. When you're asked, when it. you ask me why haven't I come back, now you know why. <laughs> All right, Ernie. What do you got? Number one. I already know it. Give it to me. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Drink. I'm out of Drink, knob. 
Knock Creek, because if you don't want to walk the dog, just let the dog leave you. <laughs> let it go. Uh, Mountain Creek. The dog just slept. So you just lost, so you just lost all your fans. <laughs> you just lost all your fans. <laughs> Come on, Ernie. All right. I mean, don't you know? Uh, my number one, Blackwater Park from Opeth. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Stop it. Don't listen to him. Uh I'm kidding. It's a, a Man of War b Battle Imps. Shut up. Come on, Ernie. Say your number one and shut up. Ernie, I have that CD. Don't make me go get it. Ernie, it starts with a P and it ends in a rain. Let's go. <laughs> Did you Purple say Rain, my prince, yes. Yeah. My greatest favorite all time. I love it. I love him. He's my hero. Mountains, Mountains on that album, right? No. No. <laughs> All right. That one's on a parade. All right. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, Ernie uh, picked Prince Purple Rain as his number one. Yeah. That's so not now. Wait, wait. We need to know his backup because we already picked Purple Rain. Yeah, we, Ernie so, doesn't uh, move. Ernie does all right, not I'm move. All right. I'm going to go down my list. Uh, Alice uh, Cooper, welcome to my nightmare. Yeah, hold that's on. That's not this, your number one. Oh, stop. Come There's on. no backup. You, oh, Ernie's right. pick is Purple Rain. We'll get to an honorable mention. We're already three hours in, guys. Come on. Uh, I'm sorry. It was it was Prince from the very beginning. It's always been Prince. It's Purple Rain. Okay. I'm not going to deny it. It's a great freaking album. Great album. Oh, I, now I remember. That's why I, I cock-blocked him. Because Ernie said I bought the album to him. You cock-blocked him? <laughs> yeah. Really? You just cock-blocked him? Brian, Tommy yeah, doesn't know exactly what that so means. Okay. <laughs> I, I was a dick. I was a dick. I was a dick. Uh, <laughs> do you uh, two uh, want to lose your best friend? <laughs> Dream not Creek. You, 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 you can. It's an old episode. You might want to say why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I wanted a Sabbath um, album that Tommy had called Technical Ecstasy, so he copied it from me. That's an underrated album. But he put anything on the other side. So he gave me Prince Purple Rain, and that started me down this path. Thank you, Tommy. Great pick, Ernie. I love it. I think it's 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 a phenomenal record. It, I don't know if it would have made my top five, but it was damn close. But I knew it was either one or two for you, so I left it off purposely. This might be two volumes, one and two. Wow. All right. My number one. Oh, here it comes. And this is not a joke. It re Believe it or not, it really is the whole Kiss catalog, but I'm going to go with one. The whole uh -huh. Kiss catalog, I do really like better than just about everything else. Um, I know that's cliche to say. I know I'm a big <laughs> Kiss fan. I really do like it just about better than everything. So my number one record of all time is Kiss Alive 2. I know it's off the table. We're not picking a live, any live records, any no, greatest hits. Go ahead. But Kiss Alive 2 would have been my number one pick. Better than Alive, different vibe band, different band. Love the originals. Yeah, anyway. That's awesome. No, so, and again, if you ask me my favorite, it's got to be a Kiss record, number one, of course. If you ask me tomorrow or yesterday, it might be different. 
So every day it, it fluctuates because when I hear it, I go, you know what? This is my favorite record. So today I'm going to go uh -huh. Kiss Love Gun. Again, it, you know, it fluctuates between that, Rock and Roll Over, even Creatures of the Night, and some of the later stuff. It's it's a it's a I'm perfect record. It's after you, after you said that, I'm gonna drop this pen. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, it's it's hooligan. No, it does have hooligan. Classic yeah, Peter Chris track. Perfect record. Even then, she, then, uh, then she kissed me. Oh my God, that's so terrible. That's so great. It's almost, it's almost like Billy talking about Wolfgang again. It's being host. You ripped all our all our songs apart. And no, the no. And now we're coming after you, then. Now we're coming. No. After you. Listen, you can. You're more than welcome to come after me. No one's gonna. It, it, it fluctuates between that and their album before it. Rock and roll over. They're two That's perfect records. Album. Rock and Roll Over has a, one or two songs oh. that are filler to me. No. Love Gun really doesn't. Love Gun's every song is so dynamite. And it's Kiss at its peak. It's a live two, but in record form, I go Love Gun. I was a Kiss semi-fan, so I met Joey. <laughs> no, Joey, Joey, I got to give it to you. Kiss is your all-time favorite band. Kiss is my all-time favorite band, and I could not put them in my top five. You, I mean that you I that you could pick a Pink Floyd or a Doors record over any. I put up, I'll put Carnival of Souls up against all your picks and beat them. Well, That's I'm how like, bad. I like, look, I like Carnival of Souls. Okay? I mean, <laughs> the Doors' first record against uh, against Kiss Destroyer. I mean, come on, it's a joke. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, Tommy, Tommy, can I talk to a real musician for a second? Doors' first album. Come on. To, who did you, who right. are you addressing? The Doors, uh, the, <laughs> oh. Tommy, the real musician. <laughs> the Doors' first album over Kiss, whatever he just said. Well, Brian, I'm sorry. We, Brian, I'm sorry that we ran out of time tonight, Brian. We'll see you next time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe high heels and makeup would have helped Jim Morrison along. No, 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 no. I don't mean any disrespect to Kiss or anybody else. It's just that no. My favorite album from Kiss was Kiss Alive. That's my favorite album. Brian, did you and just say the Doors' first record is better than Kiss Destroyer? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Get real with it. I'm sorry, Brian has been ejected. Um, I'm so sorry that we lost. We no, we got disconnected. Go for it. Fuck us. I like it. Oh, I'm so Brian. I don't know what happened. I was always going to make me go away, too. No, no, no. no. no now, what, what were you saying? I said, uh, actually, Kiss Destroyer is a lot better than The Doors. Oh, I thought that's what we were talking about. As he says, <laughs> kiss my ass. <laughs> Joey, Joey is like the little kid from the Twilight Zone making us disappear. <laughs> All right, listen, guys, this, this has been one. fun. This is a long one. Thanks so much. This is going to be torture up. to fucking edit. Thanks so much. I'm sorry, I ruined, I'm sorry if I ruined it. I'm, I, I apologize. <laughs> Brian, you had the best choices of all of them. Oh, thank, awful. thank you. Absolutely awful. Actually, Brian, love your choices. The only I only invited him on so he would pick a Kiss album. I did. I did not pick Kiss. 
Sorry. Well, I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> we, we, won't be, we won't be having you back anytime we're, soon. We're moving, Joey, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. This is awesome. Thank you. It was great seeing you guys. It was awesome. It was really good. Doctor. Brothers always, brother. Brothers always. Love you. A couple of last words. I'm completely disappointed in I, all of you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. We'll Good see boys. you next week.